stack of messages around the cricket. So the one day at the MCG is on Friday. I live in Belgrave. I used to travel in all the time in the summer to Boxing Day and the two ODIs, qualifying match and the MCG final, and to the Bush Rangers ODI games. But now I can't be bothered. I stay home and watch it or go to the pub and watch it. It can be a long, hot day at the cricket. Rather watch in comfort. On Friday in Melbourne, what are we looking at? 21 degrees, uh, no threat of rain. So, yeah, interest, it'd be really interesting. As, as I say, I was reading the back page, the Asia said um, just shy of 30,000. I thought that would be a really good crowd. Not not like it was in our childhoods, but that'd be a good crowd, high 20s, I think. And the theme, Matt Damon owns Dale. Great story. Wayne Hawks is here for Westbury Stud. Just jumped out of order a little bit. Hello to you, Wayne. Morning again, Jared. Famous owners that you've had? Um. Probably back in the day, I remember uh, the phone ringing and um, Mike Willis, he rang. Oh, yeah. And said, uh, G'day, is uh, John there, please, my father? And I said, who's speaking? He said, Mike Willis. I said, weren't you just on the TV? He said, yes, young man. He said, I've just uh, hung up and now I want to ask how my horse is. But haven't, uh, <clears throat> and as you know, I mean, he's pretty, was a pretty big yeah. uh, big name. Would he have been the equivalent of a John Laws or an Alan Jones scenario? Yeah, Ray Martin. Right, yeah, yep. yeah. So... I thought about internationally. Stevie Nicks had a horse with us for a uh, for a short period of time, but I never actually got to meet her, so yep. I can't actually say. But um, Shay Farhad, yeah, of yeah. the famous that, that, that's uh, Eddie had. That's a different Correct. level, isn't it? D- different, different type of level. I mean, if you live in uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and those places, Sheikh uh, Farhad would be pretty uh, pretty big name. Yeah. But as f- as far as personalities like that go, no, no one, no one of any of that great note, but. What, what about the obsession over colours, which oh, is one of the fun huge. parts of it's owning huge. a horse? Well, the, 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 one of the hardest things, and I reckon Racing Victoria and well, probably Racing Australia needs to make it easier for naming them because, gee, it's hard work trying to name a horse because, you know, there might be a Dale O that's eight-year-old running in North Queensland. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, are they ever going to clash? No, they're probably not. It's not easy to get a horse's name, but colours and the uh, – when you were talking to Paul Massara about the naming of, of the horse and then the uh, the colours, owners have a mad obsession with colours. And there's plenty of owners out there, big owners, that don't want to race a horse unless the horse races in their colours. Yeah. Did you ever have something, oh, are we really racing the horse in these colours? Oh, you know, I reckon uh, Neil Werrett and Max Whitby had a uh, Neil Werrett is, uh, of yeah. course, Black Caviar fame. You've got Neil Werrett's colours and Max Whitby's sleeves, so they yes. put the uh, joined them together. They did win a race, Magic Millions Day. I think they run one race too, but they're two of the most disjointed colours I've ever uh, ever seen. If you look at Hong Kong, Hong Kong have a lot of uh, shocking looking colours of just putting dots and stuff together. And but it's uh, it's one thing that you know owners could produce. Oh, here's my lovely colours. You look at oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a bit like a name. I remember I remember when I was a kid, we had a horse called Goose Lane. And um, he ended up being a very, very good horse. He had five starts, and unfortunately, he um, he got sick and he died. He only had five starts. We were in Adelaide. He won three in Adelaide and one at Caulfield and just got beaten at Flemington. And he was called Goose Lane because a bloke called Bob Teakle lived in New York, and obviously, there must still be there. There's a place called Goose Lane in New York. So I never get hung up on the name because I reckon you were talking about Darren Flindell, the Sydney race caller. When Darren Flindell calls up first past the post, don't they just sound better? An Ingham yeah. name that copped a bit of criticism at her first race start was a horse called Shame. When she yeah. won the 1,000 yeah. guineas and she won the uh, Queensland size, she won two group uh, Group 1 races, no one looked at it negatively from yeah. the point of view of calling her Shame. So 
Of course, we've got our, uh, our famous Waitley, haven't we? We've got our, uh, our dog, Waitley. Yeah. We've got the, uh, the stinger for that, don't we? We haven't that, used that for a while. That was a trotter. Trotter, was it? Yeah, and Johnny O'Neill's got a horse. A horse called Waitley. Yeah, a two-year-old. You're very famous. Through. Very famous in the uh, Greyhound world, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I, there, there, I, I've forgotten the exact movie, but there was a, a line in a movie that uh, there are two types of people in this world, those that like Neil Diamond and those that don't. It feels to me like there's this delineation. You're either a Vegas person or you're not a Vegas person. I feel like self-declared... Shocked to no one. I'm not really a Vegas person. Oh, you think? I'm about to embark on my first trip there. I leave tomorrow night. I have a degree of trepidation. Oh, great sense Why? of adventure as well. It strikes me, Wayne Hawks, that you are a Vegas person. <laughs> would, would that feel right? It's radio here, folks, but I've got a fat smile on my face. And I've been to Vegas eight times. Eight times. I, I counted it up and I've been to Vegas eight times. I've only been to New York twice because I'd go to LA and you just wouldn't get past Vegas. So it was just... I mean, it's Sin City is the nickname, but it's not actually like that because I just loved going and lying by the pool, surprise, surprise, drinking pina coladas, doing nothing, having downtime. If you go to Europe, they don't have the big swimming pools and things like that. And do you know what I mean? Because Europe, most of Europe is old. So the, the hotels, as we all know, that have been there, they're small, they're tiny. And, you know, the only closer you get to a swimming pool is if you get wet. In the, in the gutter when it's raining. So go to Vegas, chill out, 14 hours to Los Angeles, 45 minutes. It's probably like going to Launceston from Melbourne, straight across the uh, the Mojave Desert, and uh, and there you go. But it's... So I'm, I'm searching for advice. I put this out there yesterday. I've got a great swag of things not to do. <laughs> I've written them all down. I feel like I'm going to carry that card. I don't I'll make, make eye contact here. A couple that I can't read out on, on air, but uh, so I screwed all of those down. And then I'm looking for recommendations. So I'm in your hands Where for are you Vegas. staying? Where are you staying? Uh, on the strip. Yeah. That narrows it down. That's yeah. like saying you're staying in for Melbourne. You're on the P and Highway. It's a long road. Okay. Okay. So... I don't know. You don't even know where you're staying. Hooters. There is a, no, <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. So no, no, no. I, there is a hotel called Hooters. There is genuinely a hotel called so Hooters. I'm, on, I'm in your hands here as to what to do and not do in Vegas. I'm also on the lookout for Australians who live there, if you know one and are happy to put me in touch. 0433 981140 Winks Temper Text to add to my list from yesterday. Temper a mattress like no other. And especially... Uh, on the email, waitley at sen.com.au. And if you're going, if you're a 49ers fan or a Chiefs fan, I got a great set of emails yesterday of people to touch base with over there. So waitley at sen.com.au. We might gather our little community. Are you going solo? Uh, well, initially, yes. Joel Brooks is coming. No, 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 no I'll rephrase this. Yeah. Are you going wifeless or wife? Oh, no, I'm going on to work. Oh, this is I'm work. I'm going to work. This is work. Okay. I want that clearly stated. No problem stated. at all. So have you, have you had the uh, the pep talk from Claire? No. No. I, no. I don't think she could give two hoots, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> gee, gee what, what a great wife. Great wife, great right, life. G- give, me, give me a list. So what am I doing? Well, I t- well I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you one thing you don't do. And um, being over there eight times, Jane and I like used to always just like, you know, go, uh, what am I saying? Flying by the seat of your pants. So we thought, we've had enough of Vegas. We'll go back to Los Angeles for a couple of days. Jane's got in line and gone, wow, there was like, it was, oh, it was probably 15 years ago, there was $40 seats. She went, $40? I said, yeah, let's go. Lunchtime plane, you know, check out at 10, straight across. And the airport is like next door. It yeah, is genuinely, yeah. oh, how would you say, probably, you know, Hobart to uh, Hobart Airport. No, closer, Adelaide Airport to Adelaide. It was right there. So you actually stay in the in, in some of the hotels and watch the planes land if you're down the end of the strip at the Manley Bay. So anyway, we go to the airport, jump on the plane. This plane is empty. And I mean 
three, you know, like like a normal Jetstar Virgin plane. Right. Two fifty seats. Thirty of us on the plane. Yeah. We get in the plane, we take off, and there's a couple of Aussies sitting, a couple of rows in front, but we had the whole row to ourselves. So it was like a business class seat for forty bucks. So we take off. Holy Toledo, Batman! So we get up and we start heading off, and then it starts going a little bit, little bit uh, wavy, let's say. And the, uh, I mean, it's so. Um, what am I trying to say? Back back in the eighties, we used to see those movies, and the the, the uh, she always had darker skin. She was the American girl, and looked like the um, the waitress. What am I trying to say? The airline hostess. Characteristic, exact, looked exactly like that in her fifties with a bun on her hair. Hey, darling. And my wife goes, can you tell me why they're so empty? She goes, oh, you'll find out. You'll find out. You'll find out. And we're going, oh, you're right. And off she walks with her trolley. Well, I've never, ever, ever been on a plane that has been so bumpy and horrendous because the middle of the day flying over the desert is the heat. So you've got heat rising and dropping and everything. So it would be like on being on the, what, what do you call the big slippery dip with the sacks? You know, as you go to the wave, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, the show, yeah. what, at the Royal the Show, the, the slippery slide, that's exactly how it was. Right. And being on the Mad Mouse, you know when you're Mad Mouse and your guts is left up there and you're down there, it was the longest 45 minutes of my entire uh, in my entire life. We got off the other end white. So do not fly home at lunchtime. Okay. And that's why there was nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing doing there. But Don't get married in the Elvis Chapel, Jared. Yes, thank you. Yeah, especially when your <laughs> wife's not there. <laughs> uh, Matt, we are heading over to the Super Bowl. More than happy to take you under the wing. Oh, Matt. Uh, we need to know more about that. Just grab a number there. Book a limo to pick you up from the airport. It's cheap and adds to the experience. Yeah, no, that, that, that's actually a fair call. Maggiano's Italian restaurant across from the Wynn is amazing. Also visit the Wynn. I've stayed at the Wynn and the Wynn is down the end of the strip and it's a bit more, um, I wouldn't say for older people, but it's a, it's a lot more quiet and relaxed. If you stay in the middle of the Bellagio Places like that that are right in the heart of the strip, it's it's helter skelter. Whereas down at the Wynn, Wynn has two towers. One's called Wynn, one's called Encore. Yep. The young kids stay at uh, Encore, and um, we've seen uh, plenty of uh, famous people uh, sing and dance and whatever at uh, Encore. But Wynn's good. Okay, Pete and Q Maverick helicopter to the Grand Canyon. Well, I've done that, but do it late in the Arvo so you return to Vegas at dusk as the lights of Vegas take over. Very special. I've actually done that. They, uh, the, we actually went Maverick, and what what Maverick have is the uh, how would I say it? Flawless helicopter, so you can actually it's a glass floor, oh, right. so you can actually look down below you and yeah, you fly uh, you fly over the over the Grand Canyon. You come down land, and you just I can't believe how fast this uh, this river's running. You then go over and see the Hoover Dam, and you think that's not very big. Wow. You can see why it took them however many years to uh, to build it and the millions and millions of cubic metres of concrete that it holds. Was it Lake Mead? I think it is by uh, by memory. But uh, I'm sure someone will text in. I think it was Lake Mead. Then what you do is then you fly back over the whole strip, and, and the caller that text, text in was right because you fly over the strip and you see the strip at, uh, at night. I reckon it was about a 1000 bucks a head when I went, okay. and, uh, went and did it. But it is – would I do it again? My wife took my kids six, five, six years ago. I said, no, no, I'd rather go downstairs and um, have a pina colada and a daiquiri and just uh, hang by the pool. But so do it once. Once. Well, it's one of those things. Yeah. Once you've seen it once, it doesn't change. All right. Pete, thank you for that. Um, Colin Funky Miller is a cricketer in Vegas. Yes, yes. We'll uh, Hopefully we'll be able to bring him to Radio Row. That's, that should be good fun. What's the best show you've seen in Vegas? Oh, Michael Jackson's show was probably as good as what there is. I think it was at the Manly Bay, and it was a like a 4D thing that they did with yeah, Michael Jackson. They don't do that anymore, incidentally. 
don't they? I don't think so. Is it gone? Has it really? I think so. Well, there you go. It's one of the lucky ones to uh, see. The Beatles one is uh, is amazing, but a lot of Cirque du Soleil shows, and you probably yep. get a bit Cirque du Soleil out, and that's probably it's probably a bit unfair. But you know, went and saw O, and O was uh, was half in the water and half in the air, and they would dive oh, from a hundred yeah. feet up and dive into the swimming pool, and it was a purpose built stadium that back then it cost forty five million US dollars to actually have, and I've seen O three or four times, but. You must, must, must go and book in for one of the shows and go to at least, at least try and uh, try and do it. I, I, I saw the Beatles twice because I've got an idiot brother called Michael. And he said, starts at 7.30. I said, yeah, cool. So we got there at quarter past seven and went, wow, no lineup, no nothing. Show started at seven, didn't it? So we missed the first 20 minutes. So we had to go back the next time and have a look at, uh, have a look at the Beatles. But the Beatles one was very, very good okay. there. It's very, very gifted in what they do, but... I didn't see the David Copperfield one, right? But Casper um, Founds has won premierships as a trainer yep. in Hong Kong. Great close family friend. Casper goes over there every year, stays at the MGM Grand in the pavilions, and spends a lot, a lot of money in the uh, playing roulette and um, baccarat. So he gets well, well looked after. So he is sitting playing baccarat, and old mate sits down next to him. And old mate is David Copperfield, right? Genuinely, it's David Copperfield. So Casper's a fun-loving guy and <clears throat> great talker and everything. So they get chatting away and happy days. And Copperfield said, are you coming to my show? Casper says, I'm not. He said, what about tomorrow night? He said, I can give you the uh, you know the front booth or whatever I've got because that's for mine, for my guests. You can come as my guest. He said, it's for four. He said, well, I've got a mate of mine called Michael. And I'll be honest. He said, uh, he said I've got a mate of mine called Michael and um, he's got a hot wife. Now, why I'm saying this, yes, okay, relax. It's my sister-in-law. Right. So I'm allowed to say that about your sister-in-law. Are you? Sure. Maybe not. It's done now. It's in Sin City, Jerry. We're talking about Vegas here, so all bets are off, okay? So Copperfield goes, noted, leave it with me. No one knows nothing. Yeah. So we get, they go to the day. Casper hasn't told Michael that he's got the tickets. He just rang Michael and said, hey, tomorrow night I've just bought four tickets to uh, Copperfield. You're coming. Michael said, okay. He said, you're coming. He went, right oh. So off they go to Copperfield. Nothing is said. So they're about five or ten minutes in, and um, Copperfield says, uh, I need a uh, participant in the audience. And he's looking around, looking around, can I get you, Claire Hawks? Called her out by her name. Really? I promise you. Yeah. Called her out by her name. Now, you would not You would die, wouldn't you, if he had to said, Gerard Waitley, up you come. So up comes Claire Hawks, up she lobs, and she put on a uh, probably a welding gl- uh, glove is the best yeah. choice of words, and they put a real live scorpion in her hand, and she looked away, and the scor- he made the scorpion disappear. And to this day, she doesn't know how he did it. <laughs> so what happens is after after that was um, after it happened, he actually had a break, and so he then left with Claire backstage. And Michael says to Casper, "Where are they going?" He goes, "Well, he's making her disappear as well." <laughs> well, Michael, like, hang on a minute, that wasn't part of the uh, part of the deal, but that was a genuine uh, David Copperfield moment. Uh, some great suggestions coming through, so I'm indebted to you for them. Bobby Flay's restaurant, the Mesa Grill and Caesars Palace, best steak in Vegas. Our walk Fremont Street at night gives a sense of the old Vegas. I Colo- did that. That was the uh, U2 had the Streets of No Name. That's where they had their film clip, the, the Streets of No right. Name. Fremont Street. Yeah, I didn't. I, personally, I didn't feel that comfortable in Fremont Street. Okay. Um. I've gone to Vegas a few times. Visit downtown casino. It's worth the experience. That's from Piggy. Thank you. Zipline over Fremont Street. 
go to Fremont Street. That's Nigel in South Australia. Um, I've been to Vegas five times and I'm going in June for the sixth time. I never made it to the Grand Canyon. What can I say? The pool parties take priority. <laughs> Michael said, that's the delineation. Right? You're a Vegas guy. I'm not a Vegas guy. 0433981116. I'm making the list. And if you could, email waitley at sen.com.au. Visit the Sphere. Amazing if you can. Haven't See seen See you two at the Sphere. So this is the big Looks decision good. Joel and I have to make is – it's uh, second mortgage territory, but we're there. <laughs> no, no, do it. Do it. You Don't die wondering. It sort of feels like that once in a lifetime moment. It's a big decision to make. Don't die wondering. You'd, you'd be more of a European sort of a guy than a uh, Vegas sort of a guy. So, uh, don't um, what you probably can't do it because because of your commitments to work. But the best thing to do when you go to Vegas is go over there and stay up all night and then go to bed like at four a.m. in the morning. Stay up till one doesn't feel like sleep. Me, does it? Wayne? Get up at one p.m. No, no. I'll tell you why. Then you stay on Australian time. So it actually works if you no, stay I, up all no, night. I need to get on American time. You do. I'm actually working. I know oh, really? that's a uh, I think Kylie Minogue has six months sitting in Vegas. She does, but she's off for this period of time. She, so we're going to miss on that. Front, I actually went to my honeymoon in Vegas. That's how much I love Vegas. I uh, dragged my wife to Vegas for the honeymoon. How Did good. Really? Well, because I tell you, it, it, it's a bit sad, but um, the tsunami came and uh, wiped out the Maldives. And I was drunk on a plane one night from Singapore to London, and I was probably annoying the hell out of her. And I promised her in my state that we would go to the Maldives when we got married. And the tsunami came and wiped it out. So I said, oh, well, that was your suggestion. Now mine works. It's Vegas. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 1116 help me. Uh, and waitley at sen.com.au. Next week's shows are all from Vegas, so we can keep a diary together as to what we do and how we take on your advice. Um, Is this Waitley after dark? (laughs) Uh, Actually, we're going to nick over to San Francisco before the morning's done as well. Wayne Hawks is here for Westbury Stud. We better talk a little bit of racing before we're done. Melbourne's weather, partly cloudy at top of 21. This summer, be prepared for extreme weather and sign up for the SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify. (laughs) I like this from Adam. This is probably pretty close. Go on, go Jared, on. after your first night in Vegas, I can see you spending the rest of your time there sitting in bed, reading the bedside Bible. <laughs> Matt, well done, Matt. Good uh, from you. I, I'm re- <laughs> Thank you for all the suggestions that you've sent through. I've got quite the list going, and I'm also keeping the don't do this list, so thanks Can for I that. tell you, folks, I know it's radio, but Jared is genuinely writing all this oh, stuff down that you are saying. The do- he's got yeah. a do's and a don't list. It's quite clever. Uh, the only problem is the don't list is Bigger than the doodles. Uh, and the emails, if you would. So on, on a few different fronts, if you're going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, we'd love the opportunity to tell Australian stories over there. If you know an Australian who now lives in Vegas, we'd love to share those stories with you. Um, and obviously advice along the way. Waitley at sen.com.au. If you could send the emails, that would be that would be outstanding. A um, little bit of racing. So do we feel like Alligator Blood might have run his last race, a horse that you've been so admiring of? I would have thought so. I mean, he he's a horse that has had so much go wrong with him. And in a footy terms, he's probably had, you know, three knee reconstructions and keeps coming back. He hasn't had it himself, but in, you know, footy terms. So you get to the point where you think of Nathan Buckley and James Hurd and all these superstar players. When you get to the end, the end is the end, isn't it? Yep. You know, Joel Selwood, it's not how you want to finish. And the Black Caviar Wink stories 
are not real life. I don't care what anyone yeah, said. They yeah. are fictitious, how you go through and you win at your last start. I mean, Joel Selwood finished on a high. Maccabi Diva did the same thing. She won her third Melbourne Cup. Tony Sandick stood up and said, that's her. Wave goodbye. See you later. So Selwood did that, which I think is the best way to end it. When you're seven years of age in horse ter- in human terms, that would be 56 years of age at a guess. So when is enough enough? I'm glad that they've got the uh, living legends out the out the back of the airport yep. that he can uh, he can go and live his life out there and uh, people see him and remember him for what he was because he isn't going to go down as Chautauqua, as Octagonal or a Saintly or a Maccabi or a Winx or a Black Caviar, but he's been a hell of a good horse right in the right sort of I suppose after the Winx gap because we haven't had one since Wings. I suppose Imperatriz has a chance to be the yeah. next one I think come this order. I think sort of those hardcore wait-for-age horses yep. that are just there year after year But he's got a story because he had a yeah. – he had a his back, he had his spine fused. Now, I don't know any – well, I do have an average back, but the people that are listening that have got back issues, they would be able to guarantee that for what he has done to come out at the top level and still do that, that's a bit uh, – it's a bit freaky. And what gay – Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have done has been nothing short of fantastic. So I'd rather finish on the good note where we remember him for what he was than coming back and having a couple of runs that are uh, below par. Yep. Okay. I want to just build your stable for these big months ahead uh, in a moment's time. It, that was, it was a great thread to be able to follow some horses through the spring and they all won. So let's do that again. I'll just check in with Nathan in the newsroom. Nathan, thank you. Vegas is Disneyland for adults. Just arrive and go with it. Shows yeah. punting free drinks. What can go wrong? Nathan in Ballarat. <laughs> Plot twist. Jared goes to Vegas, becomes a Vegas guy. <laughs> That's from James. Nice. And Luke on the Gold Coast. Will you be broadcasting from Radio Row next week? We will, Luke. We will do the week's shows from Radio Row. Do you know what the weather's going to be next week for you? It's not a good. cold, single figures. It's not good. Not yeah. going not to be good in Vegas next week. It's going right. to be uh, average. I just want to rattle through yep. five names of horses that we can follow in the couple of months and keep coming back to. Uh, give me a two-year-old. Valanda. He's going to have a jump out. He's at Flemington. He's going to have a jump out on Friday. And he is in the big races, but don't get too carried away with that because the early acceptances are what I just said, early. Yep. So you have to have them in because if you don't put them in and they jump out the ground, nice horse going somewhere, just a bit unsure about part owners. G Hall? Yes, of <laughs> SEN track fame. Verlander. Verlander. Right. Uh, you got one racing in Sydney today that we should follow? Iron Ton is a European bred horse. So in theory, if you're in a three-year-old race, you're actually six months behind. So he's only two and a half yep. because their breeding time is different to ours and horses' birthdays are not celebrated on the day. In Australia, the horses' birthdays are 1st of August, 1st of February it is in uh, the Northern Hemisphere. Ironton. Ironton is in today, race four at the Kenzo track. His only undoing might be that the Kenzo track's a t- rather tight track, yep. but he's a lovely, lovely horse going somewhere, so, Ironton. Yeah, right. Not just for today, but these are for, yes, the, correct. Uh, for the two months ahead. Pesciera? Really nice horse. Uh, paid a lot of money for her. She's nine invincible filly. She had her first start at Warwick Farm the other day, and it was a train wreck. <laughs> she was back on the fence, and um, she didn't go past the station. She went through it. So, uh, no, just never got a run. Still trying to get out at the top of the straight now. So she's only had the one run, but she's a filly uh, going somewhere. Okay, so those are three new names. Yes. Ironton, Pesciera, and Valanda. Now, two names we know well. 
will uh, will Airman rebound? Yes, he will. He uh, his, his poor performance was up the straight at Flemington, and I think it was more to the point that uh, he was just tired and over the top because he ran uh, horrendous. With 500 to go, he was punctured. So he's back. He's been back in the stable only for a week. He looks the, half the size of Mount Kosciuszko. <laughs> he's done super well, as you should over the summer months because you think about it. What? Not much. You, you you look at your grass out the front. Your grass is out of control. Yep. Now in winter, you might have to mow your lawn once a month. Same with the horses. When they go on the paddock in winter time, they don't do as well. So he's had he's had a lovely spell for uh, four or five six weeks, doing nothing, and uh, he's back in work now. So he's heading long range plan is to head to the uh, the big sprint, which is the TJ Smith in yep. Sydney. All right, airman, and another we know well remark. Yeah, well, remarks uh, only a couple of weeks off having a having a trial, and he'll race less than more because it's well noted that he has a uh, a throat issue, whereas uh, his throat doesn't work a hundred percent; it only works at eighty percent capacity, and he's still winning. So um, he's a very, very good horse. So you never know; he might end up in Perth in the Quokka. Oh, so we're, nice. we're we're heading to the TJ. That that's where we're thinking of uh, going at this stage. But there could be some possibility, some possibility that he might end up in uh, in Perth. And for the people who don't know what the Quacker is, it's two weeks after the TJ, yep. and it's worth $4 million, and it's a slot race in Perth. Yep. And then I want to follow one in your stable, Macarena. Macarena? Yeah, well, she's back in work, and she is the size of a uh, proverbial house. She's done exceptionally well, and we've got high uh, high hopes with her. She won. We, we kept away from the big race in Melbourne. We won the, uh, I think it was a calendar presnell she won was worth a bit of money and uh, she's back and just going to poke along. You won't see her, probably won't see her in Melbourne, but she'll be uh, right for uh, Sydney okay. in the next couple of months. And dad got glory days. who's just come back super. Going Bolted very, very in well. Sydney. Yeah, did, did a really, really good job, they, I thought. They're going to see if they can have a lightweight chance in a Doncaster with him. The is Doncaster is exciting. the one race in Sydney. It is probably the one race in Sydney that yesteryear, the Doncaster was a, an unbelievable race. It is a race that has got lost in translation. And I think the Queen Elizabeth has sucked a bit of the juice out of the Doncaster because it's run a week later and you've uh, it's an extra 400 metres to Queen Elizabeth worth $5 million. The Doncaster is the race that probably is lack. So lightweight chance like that certainly does have some chance. Wouldn't have 15 years ago, but hasn't got a chance this year. And then Johnny O'Neill gave us – he had one for the battlers. Remember Jimmy Starr burst onto the yes. scene? He's in the – He's going to race on Saturday at Caulfield. So that's a little potter that we're going to file, follow. Ironton, Pesciera, Volanda, Airman, Remark. I'm following Macarena. Dad's got glory days and Jimmy Starr. So we'll keep it tabs on them. Wayne, good to see you. Good luck in Vegas, baby. Fingers crossed. This is Waitley <laughs> for Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now.